Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? Yo, what's up? Welcome. Another week, another heartbreaking, gut-wrenching performance. Almost paradise, we're knocking on heaven's door. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired, tired of playing Almost paradise, why could you ask for more? My, my, my. A chip shot would have put a dude. W in the column, yeah. Dude, what have we been dude, saying dude. for like the last two to three years about Sean Sweezum? That he sucks. <laughs> He's cut. He's horrible. You know what? You know what I came to the conclusion of is that all season long when we talked about, you know, a few, a few podcasts ago, I gave him a game ball because he had not missed a kick. And, and we knew, though, but, we knew deep down, dude, we knew deep down it was just a phase. He was going to grow out of it and go back to being the good old ex-cowboy Sean Sweezum we all know and hate. No, dude, if you look back at all of those kicks, he wasn't under any pressure. There was no oh, pressure. Exactly. And I think, I think that's the thing. Dude can't take the pressure. And we need a kicker that is not only going to be consistent throughout the season, but a kicker that can take the pressure and put it through the uprights when it counts. Dude, I could have peed over the uprights from 23 yards out. <laughs> Dude. I don't know, John. I saw you at the beach blitz kicking those field goals. Uh, <laughs> that was Dude, about... I can pee a lot farther than I can kick the ball. Dude, that was about 23 <laughs> yards, and I almost made it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, here's my... Dude, qu- I had that helmet on. It was hard to see. Dude, we got a call out. I don't even remember who it was, but you know who you were. Whoever, like, disagreed with us on our kick to Sean Sweezum a few weeks ago, what do you think now, dude? I know what I think. He's next cowboy. He needs to be. Once a cowboy, always a cowboy is what I always do you, say. Just do you like think he Norvell will be cut? Turner. But anyway. Do you think he will be cut? Will the Redskins audition kickers tomorrow at Redskins Park? No, they won't. No. But here's Because the, they suck. All right. they're idiots. On to the game. What a that is part of the game. Negative or anything. What a dude. What a heartbreaking game after the Redskins pretty much own the Saints the entire game to only have some like fluke, some fluke plays and like uh, inopportune times to fumble and throw interceptions at the end. Just crazy stuff, man. The punt hitting Kevin Barnes in the back. Oh yeah, that was the not anyone's punt fault. Him the, and that was so random. And then getting right. the pick late in the first half, and 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 Kareem Moore just like basically giving the ball to Robert Meacham, who ran it all the way in, and then that was course, just the, weird. That was so bizarre. And then of course late in the game, when you need Jason Campbell to drive you down the field on his last drive, you know a potential game-winning drive. What does he do? He throws another pick on another out pass. Another yeah, but you got lost because of that. That's like you gotta also mention three years. You gotta mention the Mike Sellers fumble. The Mike Sellers fumble, which the is debatable. Barely fumble, but I think debatable it was a fumble. fumble. Very debatable, dude. 
I think the replay this showed is, that that ball was moving before his arm touched. We always remember. I don't know. I kept Peyton looking at so lucky that he called that timeout to get, get to get the booth to look at it. Dude. I don't know. I went back and forth, and I was on sitting on the fence with that one. It was like one replay. I'd rewind in slow motion. I'd say, no, the ball's not moving, and look, his forearm's down. And then, like, the next one, I'd be like, oh, the ball might be moving the slightest little bit, and his forearm is not quite down. It was, like, so close. Yeah. So close. But, um, but you know that kind of call is going to go against us. That's just the way things are running right now. It's like we're snake bit. We're cursed. Another thing about Mike Sellers, what's his deal with, like, fumbling in, like, when it's the games on the line, like in Cincinnati last year <laughs> where he fumbled going over the goal line and didn't they return it for like a touchdown or something? I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but it was something very catastrophic. I don't know, but I got to say for the Saints to come into Washington and for the Redskins to play like that, why haven't we been playing like that all year? I'll That's tell what you I why. Say. Because now we've got all the scrubs in there then like the young dudes that want to play and want to show what they can do. Instead of Clinton Portis, who's all lackadaisical trying to th- find a hole to run through, and then he gets tackled behind the line. But the, the Saints four week long uh, um, concussion um, concussion he's got going on. Even though the local doctors cleared him last week, he still wants to go to the specialist again. And here's yeah. what I, he needs to be cut. Oh yeah. Cut. Yeah, because look at all this is this. I mean, win or lose the last game. All I know is I'm already pumped about next season because I'm these pumped. dudes are we've I'm got pumped. some weapons. Dude, what? the last three games are all games that we should have won, and it's not like early in the season, like, man, we should have beat the Lions, but we <laughs> sucked. We should have been much better. Right now we are much better. We've just had bad luck or just fluke plays that have killed us in these games. Yeah, yeah and you know, it has something to do with the secondary biting on the same kind of pattern. Over and over again. Absolutely. You know, if you think about it, it's like you you finally have gotten your yard trimmed out where it's like growing the grass. And then you see like there's still those few little weeds you got to pull out of there. And it's like I think we still have a few weeds that we need to go out and do a little gardening. And once we get rid of those weeds and get those pieces together, I just think it's going to be a good thing for the Redskins. Yeah, I can think of some old weeds that are like entrenched like poison oak. Clinton Portis. Yeah. Um, let me see. Here's Charles another. Rogers. Here's another problem. Charles Rogers. Even Although bigger. We didn't call his oh, name no. very often. Fred Smoot was getting killed in this game. He was. He was getting killed. I was like Smoot. Yeah, but Again. what about Leron Landry for like the fourth week in a row? Oh my gosh! You know what? You knew Leron Landry. You knew. I, I thought he was going to have a good game. I mean, like, he was showing, like, I'm going and getting them, you know, and all this. But, like, um, I don't know if I was talking to you or, or Aaron, uh, John, but um, that one sack that he had, he still came flying in with his shoulder. He didn't wrap the guy up. He just yeah. ran into him, and he happened to fall down. I mean, you've got – you, you got to make the tackle. You got to wrap the guy up and make the tackle. And he still wasn't doing that when he had the the shot on the quarterback. He was talking. Yeah, a lot. I mean, he was running around making all these tackles, and he or you know, and a lot of them, like you're exactly right, they weren't wrap up tackles. They were big hit tackles. They were shoulder tackles. And he's getting up and flexing and posing and everything. And then, and you knew that the more he was showing off, and the more confidence he was getting, the more that the Saints were just licking their chops because Greg Williams knows him. And knew, along with Sean Payton, that they were going to be able to get him to bite on that on those same plays, those little pump fakes. And they were talking yep. about it. The, uh, Sam Rosen and Tim Ryan, the announcers, were talking about it from the get-go. They were like, the Saints are throwing a lot of screen passes. And it was like, yeah, duh, they're throwing a lot of screen passes. 
to get people like Leron Landry to keep creeping up and creeping up and trying to stop the run. And finally, they're yeah. going to get him to bite, and someone's going to blow him away. And not and that didn't happen once. It happened twice for touchdowns. Yep. Anyway. Well, they also they were talked doing about it the, whole the time. fact. They were like, we're going to get him. We're going to get him. He's going to keep creeping up. That was the whole game plan was to get him yeah. to bite on those play fakes and to throw the ball deep. They kept trying to get him to run up, and he and he did it twice on touchdowns. All right. Not just once. <laughs> he did. Like Carlos Rogers, twice. Back to some other positive notes, though. The um, the patchwork offensive line, I thought, held up really well, and I Absolutely. think we only had, like, one penalty the whole game. If, if I, I was about to say, dude, uh, kudos. Give a hand to the offensive line. Absolutely. They were opening up some the holes, too. The offensive line played great. How many penalties did the Redskins have as a team? One is the all Redskins I can remember. had two penalties for 15 yards. What was the second one? One was a hold. Um, I don't know. I don't remember either. But, yeah. I don't know, dude, but uh, who, was the, who was the new guy on the offensive line this week? What was his name? Mike Williams came back. No, no, uh, maybe it was on the – who came in on defense? And I was like, who's that, Rob, Rob no, Jackson? No, they bring Rod him Robinson? in. Jackson. They bring him in. Pick. Yeah, they bring him in because yeah. he's like a sack specialist. At least he was in the preseason. <clears throat> he's kind of like uh, Chris Wilson in that in that vein. He's, he's one of those speed rushers from the end. He's like, a, a, like you said, a sack specialist. Uh-huh. Rackpo had a huge game. Sack. Andre Carter had a huge game. Albert Hainsworth had a huge game. Big game for Albert Hainsworth. It, it, Albert Hainsworth showed exactly why he's such a difference maker in the middle in that game. He really did. Even though we only have one sack on the quarterback, and that was that lucky one from Landry, they were pressure and breeze all day. They had him on his heels. Mm-hmm. And, Arakpo you know, almost had him. It was not the defensive line's fault that Drew Brees was able to throw those two touchdowns. That was completely Leron Landry's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need to do something with Ron Landry. Either move him well, back. Well, you know what? Late in the first half, you and I, Aaron, were talking about that, and I said, you know what they need to do? They need to stick him up in the darn, gosh darn it, box and let him play strong safety and let, like, Kareem Moore play free safety. Anyone that's that, you know, is better at covering than he is. Mm-hmm. And apparently that that's what they did on that interception where Kareem Moore got the ball, and I was like, sweet, he's back there playing free safety. He got the intercept. What is it? He just lost the ball. Oh, my God. And Robert Meacham ran the ball in for a touchdown. Well, the, the announcers were talking about that, too, you know, the fact that Laurent Landry is a strong safety playing a free safety position. Yeah. And, and, and that they needed they to, do it because needed they to change he that. has more range than anybody else. But it doesn't matter if he's getting burnt, if the ball's like going 20 yards past him because the receiver's back there like on a lawn chair. By himself. Soaking <laughs> in the rays. All right, let's see. Let's, let's, corona. let's run down the receivers that have done that in recent weeks. Deshaun Jackson, uh, Robert Meacham. Was it Robert Meacham? It was Robert Meacham and Marquise Colston. Oh, yeah. In this game. Yeah. And I think, uh, okay, that's all I can remember right now. It's getting late. Anyway, um, all right, well, let's move into our um, Kicking the Balls Awards then. It's oh, time yeah. for oh, this I'm week's Kicking the Balls <laughs> Award. Yeah, right. All right, John, go ahead. Well, 
Uh, it's such a hard one, actually, because there's two guys that I really, really want to kick here, but I'm only going to pick one. I know we have a collective kick. We're bound to. All right, what's our collective kick? Is that going to be uh, Leron Landry it's gotta or be, Sean Sweet? It's got it's got to be the kick to the kicker. Yeah, yeah, all right. We'll go with the collective kick on that. I think that's fair. And we don't need to go into why. Damn it. <laughs> Everybody knows Seriously. why. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> if you don't know why, you're not a Redskins Although fan. I saw something today where Ethan Albright admitted to take some of the blame for because it was a high snap. But Hunter Smith it's, got it's that, high that high. It's like six inches higher than normal. It's not like it it's, went above the holder's head or anything. Dude, there wasn't seriously. anything abnormal about that. And Aaron said, said right before he lined up, you were like, "Oh, dude, he's gonna miss." And I was like, "Yup, he's gonna shank it. He's gonna he's gonna just kick it straight ahead to the right." He sucks on those where he's like close and to the hat, like to the far hash. Yep, he sucks on those. He's horrible. Yeah, who so was it? It was kick. it was Sorry, David God, Lee. David David Lee sent us that picture of um of Sean Sweezum warming up in practice or whatever, and uh, it's where he like stands at the back of the end zone and kicks into the net. You remember that? Huh. Did you guys get that picture from David Lee? I don't remember seeing that one. I saw some other ones from David. Yeah, he sent a picture and he's like, "I hope this is uh, this was Sean Sweezum's last practice kick." And he was standing literally at the back of the end zone, kicking into the net. And I was like, "Dude, he probably couldn't have even made it from that close." <laughs> um. All right. So, who are you giving your kick to then, John? My kick goes to Laurent Landry. Yeah, I've already said all the reasons why. I just, I, I he just doesn't get it. And it he did have a sack wonder. and like how many tackles? He led the team in tackles, which is all fine and good. But he gave up 14 points. He had 12 tackles, one lucky sack, three passes defended, and 14 points against. It's tough. So that's cool and all. Um, cause I would give my kick to somebody else who had a really great game, but made a stupid mistake at the end. Like he does every time we need him not to, but I'm going to go ahead and give mine to Leron Landry hmm. and see if somebody else calls him out. Cause if you guys don't, I'm going to call him out before we move on. All right, Josh, go ahead. Hmm. Well, I was going to give mine to Leron Landry too. So I got to think about it a minute. So why don't you go? All right. Well, I'm going to have to go ahead and give mine to... Uh, Mike Sellers for um, fumbling again in a critical situation. Just like last year in Cincinnati. And I think I think that uh, Sellers is starting to go downhill a little bit. Uh, yeah, we talked about that already. Yeah, I don't want to go into it anymore. But, uh, dude, protect hmm. the ball, even if you do get kicked That's... in the thigh. Yeah, dude, yeah, seriously. Um, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Um, let's see. If this is any indication who I might give my game ball to, I will give my kick to the same person. You're, you're going to give a, a one and one, huh? Yeah, and it's for a little thing, but you guys already took the, the big obvious good ones here. Um, although apparently it sounds like John might have another one up his sleeve. Uh, I know exactly who John is. I'm going to give a kick to Devin Thomas. What? <laughs> uh, for what? Dude. Having the best game of his dude, career? 
Dude, I said if this is any indication who I'm going to give my game ball to. Devin Thomas. Hold on, let me explain. Hold on, hold on. Devin let Thomas explain. comes up the field. Let me explain. What? I just I get my explanation here. All right, right? go ahead, go ahead. All right, go ahead. I told I told you it's for a little thing. Yes, he had a great number of receptions. Yes, he had a great number of runbacks on kicks and touchdowns. And it's for that reason that I give him my kick because. Talking about protecting the ball, he had the game of his career, and that's great. And when we go into game balls, he's going to get my game ball for the best game of his career. But he's got to protect the ball. He's running out there with it on the freaking end of his arm. And did he drop you can't it? do that in the NFL. But did he drop it? No, he didn't, but he's lucky that somebody didn't come up and just knock him in the arm and knock it out. All right, all right. You go back and watch so, you go okay. back on at least – Three of his runbacks. He had, he had the ball sticking out there on the side of his arm. So here it is, Sunday afternoon, FedEx Field. Devin Thomas, you just had the game of your career. Josh, what do you have to say? <laughs> oh. Josh goes, cut! <laughs> no, I didn't say cut. I just said I'm giving him a little kick. He just walks just off for the field. Just for that reason, Josh because there's still the room for improvement. Oh, dude. Uh, I, think, I think that's questionable. <laughs> All right. We're going to get okay. a lot of emails about that one. I'm just trying to stir the pot a bit. Go ahead. I know Go who ahead John email is more than saying that Derek Anderson's a good quarterback. <laughs> Here's what Go John ahead and email me, Josh, at HarryHogFootball.com. Here's what John was going to say, I think. I think he was going to give the, another kick to Jason Campbell for throwing that interception at the very end after having a good game. The same interception he throws late in the game on potential game-winning drives all the time. Ever since he's been a starter, all the time. How many times has he led us to late game victories, like on the final drive? And how many times has he been on the final drive with the chance to win, and he's S the B, and that's blank the bed? <laughs> because um, he throws the picks because he has those receivers. It's almost always on the right side too. He has a receiver going on the right on these little out patterns, and they'll they'll like stop and turn around or something, and and he'll just. You know, the the defensive back or the safety, or in this case, a linebacker, will just sit there and bait him and then rush in and cut off the pass. And, I Dude, mean, wasn't was, he getting hit? Jonathan Vilma was one step away from, you know, one half step on the chalk from going six on that. Dude, wasn't he getting hit? I think there was a little pressure in his face. I think there was a lot of pressure. It was the end of the game, and our patchwork – Offensive line, as you call it, Aaron, was dead tired, and it was obvious at the end of the game. That matters not. Obvious. He's done. He was not getting. He was not getting the protection. And 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 Jason Campbell put up good numbers for this game. He had a. I think he had a solid game. Not unlike Devin Thomas, right? (laughs) He should have. No, he. Devin Thomas gets a kick for holding the ball out on the (laughs) end of the game. He did have a solid game, but um, that pass that you're talking about at the end of the game was an out pattern. He should have seen that quarter cornerback over there and should have looked off. It wasn't a cornerback. It was a it was a linebacker that picked it off. It was Jonathan Vilma. Even worse. So I mean, I think there was an odd body in his way. You got you got to. I mean, <laughs> come on, dude. He couldn't see it, dude. Seriously, um, a linebacker. Yeah, dude, okay, okay, okay. A linebacker. Hold on, that's around. a questionable kick. So I will I will give um, another little kick to whoever it was that called the plays at the end of the half. Why did we take a knee? We had momentum. Why not run the play? At the end of the Answer. first half? End of the first half. We had like six seconds. Why not run a play? 
because we just tried to do something good and and like the gods of football struck us down and <laughs> them a free touchdown. So now we quit. Well, here on that same vein that you're talking about, Josh, yeah. at the end of the second half, when I'm always saying play like you need um, four points to win, mm-hmm. and they ran it three straight times, and then Sean Sweezen missed throwing the ball the entire game. Yeah, and having seventy five percent passes. Yeah, then they run it three straight times to settle for a field goal that Sean Sweezen missed. Exactly, I one play of those, calling was off. I thought one of those should have been a pass. Sherman, Sherman, one of those Sherman guys. Cut. Cut, Sherman. Who is that? Sherman Smith? Yeah. Anyway, let's move Danny, into the game. Danny Smith. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. Devin Thomas. You're giving your game ball to Devin Thomas? Moving on. Do I need to say why? Yes. <laughs> Seriously, it wasn't because he held the uh, ball out on the end of his hand while he was running, running back uh, kicks. Well, he was running back a what? Uh, well, he was running back. How many yards did he have? 159 yards. Two touchdowns. Returns. 100 yards on receiving. Top, on top of 100 and how many yards of receiving? That was 100 yards total and two touchdowns. Not only, <laughs> yeah, not only that, dude. <laughs> but he was like, he's so up. cut. He was making, he was, he was making he some was out of his mind yards after the catch, dude. fighting people off as usual. You saw him fight for that touchdown. It looked like the one he got on the reverse last year, <laughs> the first one of his career, which was on that. It was a reverse or double reverse. If I had any complaints that he had last year, where he got just got to the corner of the end zone and hit the pylon, it looked like that one. I mean, he was out of his mind. That one where he popped up and he was like, Aah! like right next to the parabolic microphone. And speaking of that, Aaron, you heard this, Josh. I don't know if you heard this too. Right about that time when Devin Thomas was catching all those catches on the play. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was up with, like, if you listened, you could hear some guy between plays going, I know, I heard it too, dude. Did you hear? I was it? like, "What's going on over there, dude?" Yeah, and what like was right that? before two plays, you heard someone go, eh, "Oh shh!" And they said, "You know, S H I T." And we're trying to keep this nice and family oriented, so I won't say the word. But two plays in a row, you heard someone go, "Oh shh!" And then you hear, and then you heard the "Oh, oh, oh, oh!" And I was like, "Where? What is going on out there?" Oh man, that was funny. Somebody was getting a blow on the sideline. <laughs> I think someone may have been getting a blow on the sideline. Maybe that was it. Was it was probably Quentin Ganther, dude. <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> he deserves one. He had a good game. What we mean, hey, Quentin Ganther. And we don't mean, if you haven't listened to the podcast in the past couple of weeks, we're not talking about anything dirty here. We're just talking no, about no, somebody, no. you know, somebody's <laughs> tired. They're taking a blow on the sideline. Dude, that's sports speak right there. That, that's man <laughs> right. sports speak. Ask Dan Deerdorf. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all so, right. So there, oh, Josh is good. Devin Thomas, huge game. I hope Monster. he plays like that every game from now on, and uh, you know he makes a nice bookend to Santana Moss, who didn't see a whole lot of action. Dude, there was a couple of times during the game when Devin Thomas would make a play, and all I could do is like stand there silently and clap. <laughs> Dude, it was awesome. And and you got to remember, that guy only, he came out as a junior out of Michigan State, and he only started for one year before he entered the draft. 
So as we were talking about last year, he needed more time to mature. He wasn't ready to come into the NFL. The same thing with um, Malcolm Kelly. He did the exact same thing. So this is the time that, that players like he and Fred Davis and Malcolm Kelly should be getting good. And if they're not, you know, going into next year, you either show up or you're cut. Right. Show up or blow up. John, you're next. <laughs> show up or blow up on the sideline. Is that timber falling? <laughs> exactly. Um, my game ball. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Shaken. Not stirred. I'm gonna follow a uh, I'm gonna follow a Josh Allen today and No, I don't I can't do it. I, I was going to give a game ball to Jason Campbell because of his great numbers and the three touchdowns, but I can't do it because I'm so pissed that he lost another game in the last drive. You can do it. Stadium. He did not lose that game. He didn't lose it. He did I'm not sorry, lose Jonathan the game. He Wilma never lost it by kept jumping in front of a, a choreographed pass that they knew Jason Campbell was going to throw because he's done it for the last two and a half. Dude, years. the game should have already been won. It should never have been in that situation. He did not lose that game. The game was lost much earlier. I agree that it should have been won, but how many drives has Jason Campbell led at the end of a game for the Redskins to win? And how many drives has he led at the end of a game for the Redskins to lose? All right. I think you should give him the game ball anyway. He had a good game. That's the point I make, but I'm not giving him a game ball. Give him one anyway. I'm I'm too angry at him. And you guys know, people that have been listening for a long time, that I've been a big, big proponent of big smooth, but... I'm I'm really not happy with him right now. So All right. my game ball is going to go to hmm, let's see. My game ball is gonna go to that patchwork offensive line of ours that gave up a grand total of zero sacks um on the game. They gave up no sacks. They gave Campbell lots of time to throw for the majority of the game. Yeah, they were getting tired at the end of the game, so does everybody else. And yeah, mine goes to mine goes to the offensive line. I thought that they did a rather stellar job, considering. I'll agree two with of them that. We're out of football at the beginning of the year, and one of them lost nearly my body weight since he's gotten back in football. They were opening some holes too, and even what is that, two pounds. Tim Ryan even commented on how they were like picking up pretty much every blitz that Greg Williams was sending their way. Yeah, and you know, the the trio of running backs that we have, they ran for a grand total of 88 yards in the game, which was much better than the 55 yards New Orleans had, um, which shows that our defensive line was doing a great job stuffing the run as well. Um, which you I'm, know, 88 I'm yards isn't great or anything like that, but the Saints' defense is been has been really good, even though they had many injuries to their secondary and were starting rookies and guys that have been out of football as well. Their front guys have been doing pretty well, and they lead the NFL in takeaways. And Mm -hmm. we are last in takeaways. Dude, they can't say, they can't use that. They can't say, well, we were hurt and we were starting rookies and stuff. Because look at the Redskins and look how we played against them. All we are starting are scrubs and rookies. They can't say that. It's like if they came in and said. nearly as bad as ours was. I don't think they exactly. are saying that. Sean Payton, wasn't he pretty much like, um, at least at halftime, he was like, I can't really say it. it's anything we're not doing, but it's what their defense is doing. Yeah. He wasn't trying to, like, Dude, make Dude, their defense was doing it. 
our our defense was doing it, but our offense was doing it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at that. And it was all the new guys, which is why I'm so pumped for next year. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, to look forward to. So anyway, my my game ball goes to the offensive line for not surrendering surrendering a single sack in this game. And okay, and giving Jason Campbell plenty of time to throw for 367 yards and three touchdowns. All right. What was his quarterback rating for this? Drive. I don't know. There's interesting. You know what his quarterback there. rating was for the game? His quarterback rating was oh nine. It was really high. I can't remember. It, it one eleven nineteen. Dang. Or 111.9, I'm sorry, 111.9. He had a higher rating than Drew Brees because he threw an extra touchdown. Was it 111? Drew Brees threw for more yards, and they both threw for 71.4% completion rating. Was he one one? Was he 111%? He was, uh, Jason Campbell was 111.9. All right, and that brings, since John could not give his game ball to Jason Campbell, I can't either because mine's going to number 92, Albert. Haynesworth. For basically, remember that third and fourth down where he was like destroying the middle of the line and stopping the Saints when they thought they could disrespect us in our house? Dude, it's such a difference maker. And it just just pains you to think about how how even how we could have lost by even less to the child. To the uh, the Cowboys and to the Eagles, had he been in there, there was any way possible to make those games even closer than they were. Oh yeah, dude. Anyway, I was just he thinking was if you take Albert Hainsworth's job and you like pick anything that he does, like how you would describe him as a sacker, a tackler, whatever it might be, a sacker, and then you put the and then you put the word ball in front of all of those things. <laughs> All I know ball is ball sacker. He's a force to be reckoned with. Is all ball I know. Ball tackler, ball dinger. Is I made you say dinger? ball sacker. The funny thing about Albert Hainsworth is he's like exerting like so much force because he's so huge, but he's doing it all nonchalantly. Yeah, he looks like he's yeah exactly. He looks like laid back, like nonchalant, just like you said. And then he totally he was two yards in the backfield on that fourth down. And there was one play where he sniffed it out. It was going to be a, uh, it was going to be a pass. There were a couple where he just started to drive in, and then he jumped back and went back into a like, he basically played like midfield. Yeah, he like, jumps like, back like a linebacker field on a soccer team. Like he just dropped back exactly like a linebacker. Did he have two <laughs> pass defended, or he had at least one? He had one officially, but he was definitely in on more than that. Anyway, that's who my game ball is going to. So with nice. that being said, dudes, um. It's time to take a break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about Joe Gibbs a little bit. So he's going to be making a uh, an interesting job turn here in a few weeks. So stick around. Stay tuned. This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. Now in high definition. Only at HarryHogFootball.com and RedskinsBook.com. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Uh, I'm so lost without you. John, did you make it back from the toilet? 
He's not back yet. He's in the tub. He's kind of like Sam Huff, like just leaving for a whole quarter to go get a hot dog. And then and I think then he's Larry... probably gone down to. Uh, he went down to Tyson's Corner to pick up one of those Sam Huff cigars. Larry, always... I was just in the bathroom, and on the way back, I ran into Daryl Pound. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, speaking of, we never joked about that that commercial, did we? Or did we? Which one? The Chris Samuels one. Oh. <laughs> do you need horrible? Do you need a family doctor? I need that. <laughs> do you need prescri- <laughs> Do you need prescription drugs? I need that too. Do you need <laughs> to be able to? I don't know. Call someone in the middle of the night when you have an emergency. Hey. I need that too. <laughs> hey, Governor. He was like, Hey, Governor. Are the players that the teams that play against us in Washington eligible for this health care? Why do you ask, Chris? <laughs> because they're going to need it after playing us. Ha 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 Something like that. I'm sure you guys have heard it. Anyway, Eastern Healthcare. Your job, your credit. The thing that sucks about it is I first heard that commercial like the week after uh, Samuels went on the IR and they're like, do you need health care, Chris? <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know what's cool about Samuels is that he's all over the place still. Even though he got hurt, he's always on the sideline and he's he's always working the, the charity events that the Redskins are going to, you know, helping the kids. You know, with cancer at the hospital and stuff like that. He's always there doing all this stuff. Uh-huh. And he said he hasn't ruled out coming back last I checked. Yeah. He wants to come back. See if I can run into him uh, here this winter while he's uh, staying in his house here in Virginia Beach. Did anybody see Clinton Portis on the sideline? I didn't see him at all. I didn't see him. He's there. I remember seeing him in the tunnel walking in with uh, Chris Cooley. He was actually walking in. Chris Cooley was wearing, like, Redskins, you know, like, sideline garb. And Clinton right. Portis, in true Clinton Portis fashion, was wearing, like, a flannel shirt and a sleeveless vest. <laughs> like like a hunter. He looked like a hunter from Wisconsin. Okay. Speaking of, Josh, how is Wisconsin right now? Cold. Yes, I am coming to you this week from beautifully cold Madison, Wisconsin, where it is two degrees and there are blizzard-like conditions. <laughs> Two. Yeah, I think we're expecting 14 inches of snow over the next day. Dang. 14 inches. Last week you were in Boca Raton, where it was like 85 where, degrees, and now you're where it was. Degrees. Yeah, last week I was in Boca Raton, where it was 85 degrees and 90% humidity. Here it's 2 degrees and 14 inches of snow. Anyway, Informer. moving forward, we, we, we promised some news about Joe Gibbs, and if you, in case you haven't heard, Joe Gibbs and Joe Theismann are going to be calling the NBC, I guess that's the AFC wildcard game? Weird. I'm not sure. They're calling the first game. There's two uh, wildcard games that day, and the second game is going to be Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Oh, so you don't. What's the uh, date so of that? Game, whichever game is first is the one they're going to get. They haven't announced which uh, which league gets to go first. Oh, okay. So there's not a date for when the JoJo's are doing that. January ninth. JoJo's. January. <laughs> it's, it's January ninth. JoJo. According to the itinerary that John 
wrote up. It's yep. It is on January 9th. Um, the Redskins and will they're gonna be hanging out as the play. They're going to be hanging out as the uh, they call it the analysts. Um, I don't know if people it's still politically correct to say color commentator. I don't see why it wouldn't be <laughs> the um, analysts. The analysts. Um, the the analysts. If you look at the spelling. Did you say they're hanging out, like hanging out of their Reebok gear, or what? They're hanging out of the yellow cake. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember. I mean, we all know Theismann did Monday or did you know the Monday Night Football for ESPN for a while, and and he does preseason games and all that stuff. I can't remember Joe Gibbs ever calling a game. No, no, Joe Theismann did Sunday Night Football. Yeah, he did Sunday. That was that's right when ESPN was on Sunday night. And um, that's interesting, man. That's yeah, interesting. he also does the preseason games for the Redskins, still, doesn't he? Yeah, he does the cheesy yep. ones where they hang out with like Papa John, and they wear like those black, oh yeah, black the Redskins shirts with the classic R on them. And Joe that's Theismann right. is so laid back when he does those gigs because he doesn't care if he gets fired or not. He's just like, oh, you know, blah blah blah. And it's him and uh, Mike Patrick who used to be one of his cohorts on Sunday, on Sunday night, night football. football. And they're just hanging out, and like Mike Patrick's net more negative than he's ever been because he's not, you know, calling for the four-letter network. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Yeah, it's preseason Redskins game. That guy sucks." <laughs> um, you know, and they're I chowing mean, on that pizza. Kind of attitude, and Joe Theismann's just got that cheesy, cheesy grin. And the thing about Joe Theismann now is that he is aware of how goofy and cheesy he is as an announcer, and he's embraced it, which makes him much more tolerable. Because I remember back when he started, he was horrible. But the, my, my whole point to bringing this up is, see, guys, I told you the Redskins would be in the playoffs. Oh, man. That's great. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you got a double rim shot for that. Sick. Aaron, speaking of, I think you had precarious predictions, and you had the Redskins at, like, 12-0 and 0 at this point. Hey, they should be. It's not my fault they keep blowing the games at the end because they have that um, ex-cowboy factor on their team. Yeah, totally. All right. I'm not even going to get into the fact that the first team that Jim Zorn tried out with was the Dallas Cowboys. Not going to get into it. Uh, All right. Well, you know what it's time for now, dudes. What's up? It's time for the injury report with John Adams. my damn arm <laughs> all right dudes it is monday so we don't know the official injury report or anything of that nature but we do know that cornelius griffin sprained his knee we saw that he was out during the game um hainsworth aggravated his ankle like i was afraid he would by coming back too early from an injury because he's too damn fat yeah but he was a force <laughs> He was a force. Randall L. landed on his he shoulder. He was a force, but like I said last week, I'm like, I'd rather him sit out for two more games if it means we get him for the rest of the year. Hopefully we won't need him and he won't make the uh, flight out to Oakland this weekend. Um, hopefully he can uh, heal up and, and earn some more of that $100 million. As long as we um, beat Dallas. As long as we beat Dallas. Exactly. That's the only thing that matters now. We got Dallas, the what, the 27th. It's the only thing to play for. and. Home. Well, we have two things to play for at this point. Dallas and the fact that I do not want to be swept by the Giants again. Again. We already gave it back to the Eagles after sweeping them last year. Anyway, Antoine Randall L. sprayed in his shoulder. We saw him come up hurt on that catch 
uh, pretty late in the game. He had some pretty clutch plays, I gotta admit. You guys know I'm not a Randall L. fan, but and now that he's really settling into the three the three spot in the slot, and Devin Thomas has taken over the number two spot, Randall L. is really flourishing in that role, making five million a year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And not and you know calling fair catch or letting the ball bounce behind him and and stay on like the five yard line. Anyway, Kendrick Goldston, Goldston sprained his elbow during the game. We knew that he was uh, hurting a little bit. Luckily, Anthony Montgomery was back to fill in a little bit. But if you guys have noticed, three of our defensive tackles are on the injury report. Yeah, it's a bit scary, dude. But yeah, we I know Griffin. Griffin is 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 a guy who plays through some major injuries, so. Hopefully he's he's not hurt. Yeah, did, back. was didn't Griffin try to come back in, or I remember Sam Rosen saying that he was ready to come back in or something. I think so. Yeah. So I don't know if he did or not. So well, I would say other new. I would say that probably most of those guys will play. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, um, Mike Sellers had a, a severe thigh bruise and actually spent the night in the hospital last night to have a pool of blood drained from his severe thigh bruise, and he. Uh, he may not play this weekend against the Raiders. Um, visions of Jason Taylor's bizarre leg injury from last year are dancing in my head on this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope he gets don't better. Have another fullback. I hope he gets better, but at least he won't fumble. Sure yeah, we do. Rock Cartwright. Yeah, well, yeah, my bad. Rock Cartwright. The only <laughs> other fullback that we had heard it broke his leg in practice a couple weeks dude, ago. Dude, that's when you bring um, in Yoder. Dude, Exactly. Old man Yoder. Yoder's good. Incidentally, didn't you did you guys hear how uh, Chris Cooley invited um, Tiger Woods to come stay at his house um, for the holidays because his family's probably a little pissed at him? Um, but he said that he was going to have to share a room with Yoder, but that he would buy uh, bunk beds if it would make him feel more comfortable staying in the same room with Todd Yoder <laughs> in his house. Uh, no, I didn't Dude, hear that. I thought that, you were going to say because like he had to keep his hands off his wife or something. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a little questionable, especially, you know, his wife's kind of a looker there, Chris Cooley's is. So, uh, kind of. I, I thought he would be a little uncomfortable with Tiger Woods uh, coming in there swinging his golf club around his house. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough about Tiger Woods. Why do you guys always bring up golfers on this show? Dude. Swing, you swing heard his um, eight iron. Anyway, one more bit on the, eight uh, the injury report. Clinton Portis, as we said, has gone to Pittsburgh today for a couple of days of evaluations by a specialist as he recovers from a concussion. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, um, um, figures out reasons not to play. As he's looking again. for an excuse, dude, uh, looking for a doctor. Dude, you want to know what I think? So he doesn't have to play. Dude, dude, yeah, yeah, what you got? You want to know what, what I think? Got? Yeah. I think he's talking to the Steelers secretly. About making some sort of trade to the Steelers for next season. Good riddance. I hope he has a quote-unquote concussion for the rest of the season so we don't have to see him on the field again. Yeah. All right, but here's the question. What would the trade be from the Steelers if that was the case? Um, 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 Six-pack of good beer. Uh, none of their offensive linemen. Because they played Heinz Field. <laughs> Maybe we would dude, get we Colin. Their offensive line. Their off- dude, we could get Colin off from the offensive line. We'll take Colin. We'll take uh, on an even trade. And a straight even up trade. trade. Colin from Clinton Portis. <laughs> Colin for Clinton Portis. Hopefully he won't get pounded. Col- Maybe they'll throw in Gay, too. <laughs> <laughs> all of it, all of Randall oh, L's man. old teammates. A Louisville graduate, I must add. Anyway, uh. Um, gravy. 
So that's the end of the injury report. Um, what about Sean roster moves? And Sean Sweezum was very sad after the game. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I that as an injury. I'm Dude, he kept his helmet on for like eight hours after the game. Well, there's a reason for that. He had to walk out through <laughs> the tunnel. <laughs> he came out of the tunnel. He came out of the tunnel, and he was like wearing a suit and his helmet and a flak jacket, like a tie, yeah, like a it. suit and tie, and his helmet. Um, he heard John from Harry Hog Football was out there with the scissors in his hand, going cut, cut, cut. <laughs> Interesting that you. The next thing on the itinerary is the roster moves because didn't he get cut today? Oh, I wish. Well, he there should. Are, uh, officially, there have been no roster moves today. Um, as between the game time yesterday and today, there have been no roster moves. Interesting. None. Are you sure? Zip. Zero. Josh, do we have a Tom's trivia this early in the week? We do indeed. All right. Sweet. All right, everyone. So um, here it is then. It's time for Tom's trivia. Another episode of Tom's Trivia. This one after the crazy, crazy game against the Saints. Um, I know the tendency is probably to be very negative after something like that. But uh, frankly, I'm quite proud of how the uh, Redskins played yesterday, sitting to 3-8 and eight at the time. Again, against the best team in the NFL, who absolutely needed to win that game to keep their uh, home field advantage hopes alive. And, um, yeah, they... Uh, they played really, really well. I mean, I, obviously it hurts to lose and the kind of the crazy events that cost them the game, but and a 23-yard field goal that I could make. But at the end of the day, that team was playing great. If we played like this the first half of the year, we'd have been 5-1 and one at the worst. So we've certainly turned the corner offensively. Defense is still pretty good considering how good the Saints are. And um, I don't know what we're going to do in the offseason, but I'm much less inclined to get rid of what we've got now considering how well they're playing. Um, I know that's shocking to hear and something I never would have said a month ago. But um, I'm liking what I'm seeing from these young guys. So hopefully we can keep that going and improve game by game. All right, last week was a two-part trivia question. The first one was, um, I guess, the last time the Redskins scored points, gave up fewer than 10 points, and still lost. Outside the division. It's happened five times in my life. Just thinking about the Dallas game where we lost 7 6. And, uh, the only time it's ever happened, we have five times, the only time it's ever happened outside the division, you have to go back to 1936. The Boston Redskins lost to the Packers, um, three times that year. They lost them during the season, like 31 2. And they also lost the game, I believe it was 7 3. And they also lost the championship to them. Uh, later that year. But, uh, yes, the 1936 Redskins. Congratulations to David from Michigan for getting the answer correct. The second question picks up on the Eagles game where we scored in every quarter. Incidentally, we did it again. Um, if you don't count the overtime, unfortunately, we did it again. We scored in the first four quarters yesterday. But the last time we did that and lost um, was in 2000, 
seven, I guess. It was two years ago against Dallas. We lost 28-23 in the game that CO scored four touchdowns and ran wild in the backfield, or the defensive backfield of the Redskins. Pretty painful. Even though the game was close, and we were driving for the go-ahead score when Campbell threw a pick late in the game. Uh, but congratulations to Bob from Washington, D.C. for getting that question correct. Um, incidentally, we have scored between that Dallas game and now there was one other game where we have scored in all four quarters last year against Detroit, but we won that game. So, as a side note. Alright, next question. It picks up from yesterday's game against the Saints, in which Campbell threw for 375 or 374, and Drew um, Brees threw for 400 plus. Question is a two part question. When was the last time the Redskins gave up 400 yards passing to a quarterback? 400 plus. Um, and uh, that game also was a blown fourth quarter lead, <laughs> ending up in overtime, which would be a big clue. Um, and then the next question would be when was the last time the Redskins gave up 400 plus yards to in regulation to a quarterback? So two parts. The last time, 400 plus yards ever, or no, since when was the last time that happened, and the second part was the last time it happened was in a non-overtime game. Okay, uh, good luck. Uh, hang in there. We got a West Coast trip, which is typically harder than it should be, and the Raiders are playing much better. Terrible for Marcus Russell, but we gotta we gotta show up to play. I think it's gonna be a tougher game than we think, but right, if we play like we've done the last month, we'll win this game. So I hope you keep that part going. All right, we're back. Thank you, Tom, for this week's installment of Tom's Trivia. Nice. Congratulations to whoever won because I didn't listen to it before we started recording here. Do you know who won, Josh? I do not know who won. No, because I'm traveling. I was on a plane when Tom sent it in. All right. He hasn't got time for the plane. So I'll listen to it post-production. So congratulations to everyone. And if you know the answer to this week's trivia question, send that in to Tom at HarryHogFootball.com. And if you have any other email you want to cut on Josh for kicking Devin Thomas, send that to Josh at HarryHogFootball.com. Any general comments? Send them to redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. <laughs> uh, all right, that brings us. I called us... it. Oh, yeah, Josh. Speaking of. You called it. I do remember you texting me in the first quarter going, I called it. <laughs> Dude, they, the Redskins should have won this game. They were ahead by 10 points at three different times during this game. Dude, Seriously. you might as well have sent me a text that said. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, man. Anyway, next week, that's what, uh, the game is in Oakland, and you know how well the Redskins do when they travel cross-country, or any team for that matter. <laughs> but and Oakland has actually been playing up and up. They've, they've pulled off a couple of victories. They just beat the Steelers. Yeah, but, dudes, I got to say, I see us actually winning this one. Dude, oh, yeah? Yeah? Oh, yeah. It, it wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't Oakland be surprised. Is, on the other hand, Oakland has has won. I don't know how many games, but I think doing four. All right. I think they've won they're four. Doing, they're one more than we have. I think, dude. I think Devin Thomas is going to have an even bigger game this week. 
Uh, I don't know about that. And Fred but Davis. I think, he's gonna yeah. have, I think, I think it's going to be all uh, good for him. I think he's just going to get better and better and better. Anyway, next game, it's a 4 <laughs> o'clock game on Fox. So uh, Yeah, even though they're playing an AFC team, it is on Fox, not CBS. 4.05 Sunday. And then I don't – I haven't mentioned this to Josh yet, but I think we're going to be actually doing the podcast right after the game or maybe Monday because after that I'll be out of town the rest of the week. Out of town. You're going to be the second member of Harry Hog Football to uh, be hanging out down in Orlando going, It's a small world after all. (laughs) Oh, dude. Good times. Enjoy the Dumbo ride. I called it. Send me a postcard. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got texts and phone calls before the game. David Lee, if you guys remember, from Williamsburg, who uh, wrote that letter to Dan Snyder and was offered the sideline passes for the game against the Saints. To try to get him to come back into the fold. Sent us some pictures of him uh, wearing his Sell the Team Dan shirt on the sideline to the Redskins. And he told me in a, uh, I think it was a voicemail, that uh, he revealed the shirt to Santana Moss and Santana Moss signed it. <laughs> that is stellar. That sums he it up right there. a good there. picture of Santana Moss. Now, by recording his little that, we're going to find out once and for all if, whether the Danny actually listens to our uh, podcast here. Yeah. Or David Donovan, the new uh, the new heavy that they have. Do we have a? Did you get a picture of Santana Moss actually signing it? Because that would be cool. I guess not. Because I <laughs> guess you were. Having a guy you're sitting there, like pointing the camera straight down, while he's like all like up next to you, signing the shirt that you're wearing. I, I can't imagine. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. maybe your friend signed it or took a picture. Anyway, Dan, I'm sure that Dave had a good time down there on the sideline at the game. Absolutely. Especially awesome. during that one, even though oh, we yeah. lost. I was telling John during the game, I was like, man, if I was David Lee right now, I'd be doing. It would be all I could do to like keep from running down the sideline, going, yeah. Yeah, like with Devin Thomas making his plays. <laughs> I'd be like trying to pump up the team, and they'd be like, who's this guy? He could have run down the sideline with the Dallas Sucks flag that he has. Oh, yeah, you could have put that up like when those Redskins male cheerleaders are running, like, with those flags. could start running with the Dallas Sucks one. Anyway, so thanks for seeing that some We got some tweets on Twitter, lots of people jumping in. Uh, thanks for following us. If you're not following us on Twitter, follow us at Harry Hog. Uh, we won't slam you with tons of millions of updates, you know, maybe once or twice a week kind of thing. But yep. uh, Harry Hog is the Twitter name. Yeah. So there you go. Um, there you go. Tweet, tweet. All right. Well, uh, what else do we have? Um, go to our Christmas store is coming. There's some, if you guys Christmas are still, is coming. Uh, looking to do some shopping for Christmas season. And you're going to go or to Amazon.com. Please visit our website. Go to the Amazon link that's down on the right-hand side below the chat box and link to it through HarryHogFootball.com because we get a little teeny, teeny, tiny cut, and that helps us to bring this wonderful uh, this, this wonderful educational programming to you and across <laughs> the world. We're big in England. <laughs> in general. They're big in England. Right. And, and the next podcast, you know, if we don't – if we don't raise at least 
$50 on the next podcast. We don't get those pledges. We'll continue to talk like this as if we were some sort of public radio station. So, so if we I can just raise $50. Call. I want to hear a phone ring in the background. I want to hear a That's phone I ring. Hear. I want to hear five phone calls in the background before we go to the end of this break. That would be Tell you what, wonderful. <laughs> for everyone that, that pledges at least $5, I will personally pledge five cents so i will match your five dollars with five cents wow. if you will call wow, or right now fantastic. A five cent pledge anyway pledge, a matching pledge from harry hog football here at whhs anyway just go to the website and <laughs> click that amazon link so we can get a cut and we also have a new couple new shirts on there one cool one a couple cool ones that say um all weather fan with the little redskins feather check those out and you can get to that link. Still plenty of old school Harry Og shirts on there too if you want to get those. Sig's bottle. Uh, it, like they make great Hanukkah gifts, Christmas gifts, Kwanzaa, um, any other wintry type holiday you might want to gift for. We've got them. So there you go. Um, um, next week, Oakland, hail to the Redskins. They're getting better and I'm already pumped for next year. I don't know how I'm going to make it through the summer months. And um, same way we always do. Those are the good times. <laughs> yeah, we'll be undefeated again. Anyway, hail to the My nails will grow. Hail to the Reds. My nails will grow again. And remember this week, especially this week, if you see a Cowboys fan, you know what? Joker! Joker! Joker!